I did enjoy the fact that the uh, the, the actual like prep kit was like seventy five dollars. Woof! Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening with this? Oh, just butt stuff. Just butt stuff. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just. So uh, what's been going on since last recording? Oh my god! Well, that's what that was the conversation before we started recording. Uh, my fun was uh, a little bit of a sober weekend uh, because it was colonoscopy time for me, based on my age. Um, Thankfully, nothing, nothing of concern. And you went to um, the, the to the uh, foosball game, so you really had to be. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. You know, it was a, it was a tough weekend uh, for that. Um, yeah, I, I did have a beer on Saturday, whatever. But uh, you know, I, definitely something that uh, while it isn't the most pleasant thing in the world, uh, definitely worth the trouble. Uh, get yourself screened. Yes, absolutely. For, for all of those kinds of, of cancers, catch it early. Don't let it. Uh, get in until it's too late. Um, I've, I've unfortunately had too many uh, close acquaintances die because they ignored the symptoms and yep. or everything else. And then suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, it's in your bones. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a firm believer in early scans or get them as soon as you were told. Yeah. But yeah, we were at the um, uh, the Tar Heel game Saturday, which was kind of a bummer. But um, I was <sighs> I couldn't find my normal stand that had beer and I begrudgingly bought a wicked weed pernicious. How was that? Um, I remember liking it a lot more. Okay. It just, it like, so I rem- like in your mind, at least that the recipe changed. I, yeah. Which okay. I mean, I can't prove that it just, you know, I remember it being fairly bitter, but still having quite a bit of citrusy to it. Um, whereas this was just like the bitters and not a whole lot of the floral or citrusy. And, and so hmm. it was, I don't know, it was kind of a bummer, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not drinking an ultra or something no. like that. So I don't blame you. Whatever. Well, it's what you've been up to. Yeah. Well, so I could not go to the triple C anniversary party on you Saturday. Could not, which I'll talk about. I, Cause yes. I did something. You did something. So by myself. So I decided to go to Triple C on Friday because all their beers were tapping like on that day. I couldn't go to the party, but I did have like the things. Um, it was really awesome. I you know ate the hell out of their Nashville hot chicken sandwich, and then mm. I did something weird. I went to Sycamore. We were yeah, on we were on the white rail trail. Yes, you did, and I really thought maybe you'd been kidnapped. So Liz and I have together been to every single brewery in town mm-hmm. except Catawba okay. and Sycamore. Wow. Well, Sycamore's getting ready to close their OG location. So right. we're like, let's just go ahead and cross this one off the list. Just say, hey, we did it with like a couple weeks to spare. Sure. And uh, it wasn't a terrible time. They gave everybody like plastic cups when they went in there, but they were like color changing cups. So I'm just like, this is yeah, hyper color called. It's kind of cool. Um, her <laughs> pilsner was actually good. I had the juiciness IPA, you know, the keep it juicy, whatever. All right, uh, man, they should have kept that one somewhere else. <laughs> they should have. Should have. Uh, that's yeah. one that they're now trading on, like in full force, and I'm seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Almost as a haha, we won this thing, and this is the thing we got all the publicity about. Come drink our beer. I'm like, really? Uh, it's it's nothing it's not to that write good? home about. Just skip it. So it's a sycamore beer. It's well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like hazy IPA for people that don't know shit about beer. So it's a sycamore beer. Sure. Yep. 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 But then check, check, check. Drum roll, please. Saturday, I did a thing. What thing did you do? I, I went to Asheville to the Whale, and had their Zwanzi Day celebration. Oh, fun, yeah, Which, yeah. if you like Cantillon, this is the God-level, like, Cantillon oh. event. They do, like, a simultaneous, like, worldwide beer toast at 2100 Belgium time. Okay. So, you know, 3 o'clock, I'm just like, all right, it's Cantillon time. I mean, all day it was, it's Cantillon time. But Right. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, this year's was like alambic, but blended with a special type of peppercorn that was incredibly aromatic and flavorful. Very little, you know, peppery notes, though. I mean, it's just, it was delicious. Sure. I cannot believe alambic with pepper worked. 
So I, I've seen the pink peppercorn saison, and it was not good. But that was somebody here in town, and not yes, isn't this, around this, anymore. So this was like, oh my freaking goodness, just great. Okay, so a few questions I have. Yes, about this event. Number sure. one, is it a bottle share? No, okay. absolutely not. So it's you buy a bottle type of a deal, or is no, it just it's, draft? It's, it's draft pours. Draft pours, okay. And Tank Cheap is like 18 bucks for an 8-ounce pour. Okay. And there were six different things to try. <laughs> okay. Try them all. Yikes. So then it's not just the one Swansea. There's other beers, Correct. too, that you yeah, can get? They had, okay. They had six total uh, beers. They had... Like a couple sours, a couple like wine barrel aged sours. Um, uh, they had one that was like fruited with a touch of vanilla, which was quite lovely. Like not nice. not enough uh, vanilla to like matter. But anyway, um, oh yeah, I mean it was just incredible. And you know you could have whatever pour you wanted throughout the course of the day, but they tapped the Zwanzi and did like a toast. I mean That's there's. Awesome. They had a, a yacht rock DJ that oh, was yeah, like, there we go. that was in a boat, like like okay. a, like a motorboat set up with speakers on either side, and he's that's, dressed up in a captain's outfit. I, that's I that's a, about the most niche DJ I've ever heard of. Yes, but like oh, if absolutely. it works, it works. It it absolutely did. Uh, it's a genre of music that I do not particularly care for. Sure, and but I like, had a blast. Does anybody really like love yacht rock, or is it we enjoy it ironically? Uh, I mean that's. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm neither. So question number two, at least yep. your event ticketed, non-ticketed. This one was non-ticketed. Okay. I have seen. So like I could have just randomly walked in off the street at two fifty five and gotten to a line and yes. Okay. Just curious. Never know. Good to know. Um, I know that they kind of do these sparingly throughout the U S was where you went the only place in North Carolina that was doing it. Or is there another spot? That you know I, I think that's the only spot. Okay. Because uh, I know it's pretty rare that it's not like every, you know, fucking bar all over the place. It's pretty rare that the bars that actually get a chance to do this. Yeah. I think there was one in Richmond, one in D.C., Asheville, and then I stopped kind of paying attention after that. Gotcha. <laughs> it's like, it does not affect me. Cool. I'm going to Asheville. So, so having now finally had it. Oh, this is not my first rodeo. This is my third. Oh. Shit, I thought it was your first. Well, never mind. I was about to say, is it worth worth the hype? Uh, yes. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I went 2019 and 2011. Okay. I think. Um, and this was the best. Because the Zwanzi recipe varies every year. It's kind of whatever magical, whimsical uh, concoction the brewers put together. Mm-hmm. But damn, that was excellent. Cool. Like, super happy. Super good time. We'll... We'll come again. Go this one next, and then we'll do that okay. one. Uh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Boy. Fair enough. What did you do, Josh? Well, do we want to do it now, or since we have so many news stories, do we want to wait and we do a show two? <coughs> we don't normally. Oh, you're going to talk about the Triple C thing? Yeah, we'll just do a show two yeah, since yeah. we Sounds never good. Never have anything Josh never to talk has about. much to talk about. There's no point in us, you know, talking about things and then you having to talk about things. Right, exactly. So, especially since we have so many news stories. Yeah. We do. About, it's about time. Yeah, I know. We have plenty, right? So, first story up Three Stars Brewery. Uh, never heard of it, but Wells, I know you spent a lot of time up in the D.C. area. They, At least from reading this article, it sounds like they were kind of one of the OGs in that area. Yeah, the D.C. beer scene on a whole is, is very new, um, like within the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, Three Stars was one of, the, one of the first, not the first, but COVID just kind of did a, you know, whooped them and you know, rising costs and rising rents and this, that, and the other, like three stars is closing. We, we talked about them closing before, but now all their equipment is, well, they're hoping to land a turnkey deal, um, for a million dollars. And if that doesn't happen, they're going to auction it off and, you know, piecemeal it. And basically, uh, just in case anybody, the listen to the show happens to be a millionaire and you want to buy this brewery, you get the rights, you get the equipment, you get the recipes, you literally, they'll transfer all of that over to you. So You're the new three stars. Yeah. So if, if you got a million dollars burning a hole in your pocket, there you go. If you've got a million dollars burning a hole in your pocket, uh, 
hit us up at patreon.com slash craftbeercast as well. Yes. You know, us first. and you know, Maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be the whole million, but like, you know. Yeah. I mean, we'll take a thousand, honestly. I, I, That'd be man, nice. Man, I'll settle for 350. 350. Uh, it's always sad to see, you know, some of these brewery and, and again i don't know this place at all never even heard of them right like the only dc brewery i've ever heard of is dc brow right so same i mean i i say that and Wells will be like what about them we're like oh right oh right and what about them oh right right but, but at least on it, it comes to the top of my, my brain is dc brow so i've never heard of these guys but it always sucks to see it especially when you know it's Rising rent costs and COVID and all the things that we, the three of us in this room, kind of knew was going to start to happen once things started to kind of chill out with this pandemic that we'd start to see. I still expect within six months, we probably see five breweries around here go. I, I'm honestly like I'm pleased, we seen I guess, more. like surprised, a little pleased that, you know, we've really only seen the one. Yeah, that's that's directly said. You know, well, actually, no, I take it back. He didn't blame COVID. He said we screwed up. Yep. So, I don't know that we've really had anybody around here that's not that I at least that has officially said, yeah, hey, it was COVID. So, womp womp. Yep, it sucks. Uh, Speaking of sucks, yeah, CO two is still a problem. But today I learned there is an extinct volcano in Mississippi. Oh, right. You didn't know about... What? (laughs) Right? That has been providing most of the U.S.'s food-grade CO2 since the 1970s. Yeah. That's what. Because we've talked about the CO2 shortage um, before, like, night shift, canceling, like, going contract brewing and, you know, looming CO2 shortages in Europe, Great Britain especially. But, I yeah, today I learned... An extinct volcano is providing our CO2. This Look, is crazy. And it's in fucking Mississippi. Yeah. Looking at how long this has been in, in, in play, I, I guess I can neither confirm nor deny that uh, I was birthed directly out of said volcano. One, one has to wonder. I mean, you know. Explains a couple things. It, it does. So, yeah, that's... Are you sure that's what so, you are about to pour, Jeff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Okay, okay. Um, so I, I saw that it was contaminated. Did it say what contaminated it? Gas. Yeah. That's, I guess, not CO2. So, yo, dog, I heard you like gas, so I put gas in your gas, so your gas has gas? Yep. Yep. Dang it. So, that's bad. That's that's real. That's real. not good. No. I love the fact that this story about Mississippi's volcano is coming out of the Daily, Daily Mail, Mail in, in the UK. UK. Yeah, I know. I found... Other sources, I'm not a big fan of the Daily Mail as a source, but right. this one just it it did not bury the lead. You it like it because they have a, they, there's always like a number of oh. you know stories on the right hand side that are always like oh random so and so in very small bikini and you know sure yeah basically Jeff to to go back to your question some raw form of gas leaked into what they're using and that's what's contaminated the largest CO2 reserve. So we about to see some real tight times, I think for a little bit. And meanwhile, like some beer, what, what aggravates me when it comes to this type of thing is that these small brewers that are already working on thin margins are going to get hurt the most. Meanwhile, Beer from companies that you're not interested in buying is going to continue to sit on shelves. Yep. You know, there's only so much resources out there. And, you know, do we really need to continue to put out the volume of Bud Heavy? Or does, you know, let's let's face it, like how many different sodas and seltzers and all this other stuff, too, that is... Yep. I mean, 10 years ago, if you were to walk into a grocery store... Right when craft beer was starting to boom, you were not going to find any hard seltzers whatsoever, nor even just the normal seltzer. Right. Like, you would find a tiny little subsection, and that's about it. And now, all of a sudden, not only hard, but just normal seltzers, liquid death, and all this other stuff that's out there, these niche seltzers, and all of this stuff, it's just going to compound, it compound, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And, you know, what's going to end up happening is you're just going to end up paying more. You know, you're not going to have anybody that says, well, we should probably make less to conserve. 
they're just going to use, you know, big companies are going to use this as an opportunity to drive out small business. Yep. And that's a shame. 100%. But it is what it is. Yep. What's next? So oh. this story was kind of interesting to me. Sure. Um, is that what we're going with? Yeah, that's interesting because of the ownership of this new regional craft brewery powerhouse, which is the Benson family who owns the Saints. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this the owners of the Saints are behind a private equity push to kind of get four breweries under the same roof. Yep. And one of them is the parent company for Catawba. Yep. So Catawba Brewing out of Morganton, uh, who also owns Palmetto, um, got bought what within the last year by another brewery out of Florida. Well, that brewery just got bought by this other one, and they're shifting the headquarters to New Orleans. Yes. So holy cow. Yeah. Um, to, so basically the, the owner of the Saints, what was Dixie Brewing, has of course renamed themselves. Um, they had put a little bit of money into what was then Dixie brewing. And then now all of a sudden a private equity firm is all kind of coming together to make this little regional powerhouse. And like, well said, they're going to move the headquarters to Nolens. So, uh, private equity, as we have discussed on the show multiple times is going to be what kills craft beer. It's not going to be the big guys. Mm -hmm. It is going to be private equity the end yep. of the day well because eventually private equity will end up potentially selling to big beer yep when they don't feel like they're getting when they feel like they've reached their max yeah when they're not getting their roi anymore they're out and then they can turn around and sell these big mega corporation you know fireman's capital type of things that they have going to <coughs> ab for pennies on the dollar and then oscar blues is gone and one fell swoop you lose cigar city oscar blues Wasatch and whoever else is under that umbrella now. And that is what's going to be the death knell for craft beer. And unfortunately, and this goes back to the CO2 thing, right? Like, so as a, as a company starts looking at their CO2 and they're having a hard time producing yep. and private equity says, well, gosh, you guys are costing a lot more. And they well, well, CO2 has gone up. You're not meeting some metric that we've come up with. You know, we're, we're going to have to move you. Yep. Ugh. That's a real shame. It really is. And I mean, you know, you, I don't know how much people really understand about owning an NFL team, but it is not a poor man's game. These people are gajabillionaires. Yep. And they've got all kinds of money. And if they're starting to throw their money around in this scene, it's, it's about to get wild, I think. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait for a Panthers owner, David Tepper, to like decide he wants to. Own a brewery too, and then like pull out last minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Say, nah, I'm kidding. Oh, my bad. Oh, you mean you guys already got the studs up? <laughs> eh, I'm good. I'm out. Oh, you actually started that. That was all a joke. Yeah, I'm just. I was just fun with you. That, that was just fun. Uh, well, as we've talked about New Jersey doing some stupid stuff, but uh, oh yeah, New Jersey definitely like. Well, congratulations, they did stupid stuff. Yeah, uh, have. You know, they have some of the most restrictive anti-craft beer laws uh, in the country right now, like limiting events that they can hold, limiting, like, you can't have a TV above 65 inches. You, If you air a football game, like, in your tap room, that counts as a special event. You can only have 20 special events a year. So You're like that's not really a football game, it's a Jets game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Rutgers so, game. So we we've talked about this a, a number of times. Uh, this first got popped up in 2019. It went into effect post COVID, like within the last few months. Well, it's lawsuit time. Let's go. New Jersey breweries are fighting back, and they're taking a First Amendment stance on this, which I think is wise. Yeah, it's, you know, if, if we can't, you know, like as a brewery promote certain events that are happening in our tap room, like we're banned from, you know, promoting this on social media, that's freedom of speech. It's pretty cut and dry in, in yep. my eyes, at least. And another aspect in this article um, was there was supposed to be like a, a comment period, like an open comment period that did not happen. In 2019. Oh, yeah. So it's like, y'all broke the law in like jamming this thing through. Yep. So 
We will continue to keep y'all posted about this. Things are finally One of these days, New up. Jersey might figure it out. Right now, they're just trying to figure out how to uh, be the worst state for craft beer in the country. They're doing pretty good. Oh, yeah. They're doing really good. When, yeah, I mean, they, they took a, a really significant lead all of a sudden. Yeah, that's right. When, when you, you were beating the king, which is like Alabama and Mississippi, there's some problems And there. even Mississippi had that volcano going for it. So, right. like, it's like, you know, it's not, not looking so great now. Speaking of uh, football games. <laughs> yeah, so this was an interesting article, and I didn't even think anything of it until I read the article, and I was like, well, I'll be damned, and you're right. Uh, there are no beer ads on now on Amazon's now streaming Thursday Night Football. Which you were, you know... Which you had to read an article to find out about because, be, because you're I'm, not watching it. Nah, well, kind of. Because you're not watching it. Yeah, all right, fine. I, I might have watched the first one. Didn't even think about it, but, you know, kind of replaying the events in my head, I'm like, wow, you're right. I never saw a beer ad, and it's Amazon policy that there is no, nothing that glorifies alcohol spirits on their platform. Sure, because that takes form. away from people buying, you know, knockoff Goptech jackets. Right. And, ding, ding, ding. And, uh, well, gosh, you know, here's something, here's a, a product that sells really well. Oh, there's an Amazon Basics version. Who to thunk it? Right, exactly. Yeah, I did not watch any of the Amazon Prime uh, broadcast Thursday night football games. Like, I just don't care. Um, but I mean, I'll watch them if the matchups are good. Oh yeah, sure. What's football, man? Like, yeah. I don't, like I literally. Yeah, I know. I'm having such a hard time caring this year. Yeah, but I get it. I get it. I think it's you know, I, I did have to talk to a friend that has has watched a game or two. Um, like I said, I did through Amazon and. The, the he said comment, a friend. Well, <laughs> the comment that I heard was the number of house ads, the number of Amazon ads that are shown here. This is, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Like every other ad is something Amazon related. And, mm -hmm. Which and, I mean, I, I was used to because believe it or not, I have been, wa I was, I was watching Thursday Night Football on Amazon before it was cool. Sure. Because they used mm -hmm. to have like weird, crazy announcers. Like they had two UK soccer dudes call Thursday Night Football. There is no better way to watch Thursday Night Football than two blokes trying to explain what's going on. Fantastic. Fucking fantastic. And they're no longer there, of course. For sure. You know, that was the fun days of Amazon right. video, and now we have to be all serious and shit. But that was the other thing. Like, back then, there was no other commercials than Amazon commercials. That was it. Because yeah. you could still watch the game on Fox and all, you know, over-the-air stuff. But it makes sense why they would spend so much to get that, because then they can just advertise to, yep. you yep. know, like, it's already a captured fan base, yep. right? Like, they're not going to... Oddly enough, I'm sure there are probably some commercials for Prime, which you kind of have to have in order to get the game. Not even kind of. You do. <laughs> so maybe they're trying to grab the folks that are watching at somebody else's house. Right. But, you know, it's, it, it's a little, you know masturbatory on their part it is but i mean why not go ahead and keep people comfortable with that i mean it's not like apple has any shortage of trying to pimp their own products while you're using their products so yeah. exactly so yeah it, it was crazy and then seeing this really clicked in for me that this could because in case people don't know direct is losing sunday ticket and this could really end up being a home for it because <laughs> Number one, Amazon got that fuck you money. Yep, they sure do. And number two, Red Zone doesn't show any commercials, so it doesn't matter. Right. If there's not showing alcohol ads. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't hate the fact that DirecTV has finally lost their grip on Sunny Ticket. Because uh, I honestly, either. I feel like, you know, DirecTV is a service that works when you don't have access to cable. I don't think there are many people that say, oh, yes, DirecTV is a much superior package other than Sunday Night Football or yeah. uh, uh, Sunday Ticket. Yeah. No, it's far superior for that. And that's about it. And that's about it. Which, half the time, I'd rather watch it on the internet anyways because the quality's better. And I would say half the time, nothing. It's it, like, again, un unless you're anti-tech you're probably, you know, there, there's a there's a purpose for DirecTV, but outside of that, I'm just like, stream everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this last story was quite interesting, especially the journeys that you have taken me on to some of these breweries around Charlotte. Yep. 
I was like, huh? Huh? I know. It's huh. So the, the article is just edging for a fight. And like right in the headline, <laughs> all craft breweries are Instagram traps until proven otherwise. Change my mind. Exactly. And I'm sitting here like, I, I, could, I could fight you on this, but I'm not going to because I think it's 100% right. Yes. Um, I can think of at least two of them off the top of my head that I've been to with you in the last six months. Oh, I, yeah. No, then no. I'm like, you fuckers. You yeah. are here for pretty pictures. And that's Well, it. sure. Because yeah. that's, that's, I mean, isn't that what everybody wants? I mean, you think about adverts, you know, so like Instagram is the new free advertising. Yes. I, I shouldn't say the new free advertising. Instagram for a lot of breweries, and, and I haven't even read this article, but uh, big shock, right? Um, Instagram is free advertising for breweries. So, you know, when they can make their aesthetic be lush and luxurious looking and get pretty people to take pretty pictures. And those are the ones that get reposted, you know, like. And yeah. their beer is shit. This isn't even a, like, like this to me, this is like a, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, until proven, you know, all crap breweries are Instagram traps until proven otherwise. And I'm sitting there with like the noose around my neck saying first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must be new here. You must be new here. Yeah. It, it, I have noticed especially in the last couple of years, uh, a new wave of breweries opening up that have a very generic aesthetic. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, it's sleek and modern and clean design, nothing on the walls, subway tile, the set, like they all just look the same. Yes. And their Instagram is full of like just lush pictures and people having fun and set the other, but the second you put away the Instagram, like pictures, the filters, this, that, and the other. The beer sucks. Yep. Like the the only reason like these places really exist is is to market, and it's not to make good product. Yep. So. Oof. Yeah, it's it's quite disturbing when it got pointed out to me, and then again, bells and whistles start going off in my head of some of these places that I've been to around <coughs> town. Going. Yep. 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 But I'm gonna I'll make the statement of. The breweries are looking for ways to bring people in and they're capitalizing on the modern egocentric self-centered vapid, you know, dynamic of a lot of them damn kids, shall we say, where they've always got to be posting. They've always got to be taking pictures. They've always got to show what they're doing to everyone else in the world. And they're, they're doing what they can to bring people in. This type of design and aesthetic and everything, it's not for us. And to Wells's point, when the beer sucks anyway, like, why are we going? Well, I'm not going to, to keep my followers up to date on this crazy thing that I'm doing. I'm not going to post a, uh, a YouTube short about it. You know, like, who cares, man? I'm going to go have some beer. I guess to argue that point, maybe. Please. Just maybe. You're wrong. Probably am. I probably am. <laughs> That these cloud, I hate to call them cloud chasers, but at but the end is. of the day, they're cloud chasers. Yep. They go to Brewery X enough times and have Beer XYZ enough times, and they just get sick and tired of it, and they don't like it anymore. Then what happens to these places when they have marketed to the marketing, and the marketing has left? So that's and the beer nerds like us have maybe set foot in there once, sure, I never went back, and never went back. We? But I would also argue that's why some places will continue to turn over product and never have the same things twice. Now, there's there's a two-pronged thought process on this because you've got, in my mind, you've got two main groups of people that probably amount for the largest percentage of a brewery's business. Okay, One is going to be the clout chasing Instagram, whatever's yep. who are there for the scene and the pictures and the aesthetic. And then you're going to have the untapped crowd who's there to tick beers and show all the big swinging dicks that they've had and look how great I am. Right. So right. you're when, when you've got a brewery who, who won't ever make the same thing twice and it's in Wells's opinion or, or Wells's point, sorry, I don't want to say opinion, but to Wells's point when the beer sucks, or it's average, or it's just overly serviceable and accessible and not at all interesting. You can keep the tickers happy 
mm-hmm. because you're always got something new for them to go and check in. You can keep the Instagram people happy because they can switch things around. And now it's the, you know, rose hibiscus, you know, peppercorn saison <laughs> instead of just the hibiscus saison, <laughs> you know, like okay. you've always got something new. And that's like, I'm a sucker when I go to a grocery store and I see that box on the shelf that says new. I don't care what it is. There's an 80% chance it's ending up in my cart. Wow. Really? I, within reason, right? Like I'm not going to necessarily buy something that I, a product that I wasn't interested in before. Oh, okay. okay. But it's like, Oh, I was hey, about to say, so there's a, there's a new flavor of Oreos. Huh? Oh, okay. I will try that. I know? was about to say, well, as you and I need to start shitting in bags, right? New on it. Sticking it up on end caps. Lighting it on fire on Jeff's doorstep. New! They call the shit poop. The new hotness. Right. All right. But But, again, to again counter that point, one of the biggest examples of where I saw for the first time, and it's not even a brewery. Well, I'm pretty sure you can guess where I'm talking about. Of a bottle shop that has two distinctly different parts to it. Oh, salute. Yeah. Yeah. What about them? Why can't these places just become that? If their beer sucks, why not just become bottle shops instead? Because you get to do all of those same things that Jeff just said, and you don't fuck up making bad beer to the point where your name is margins. So, but it's mar- who cares? Who cares about your name? Who cares about your yeah, your whatever? It's all about I margins. Like, I know. Because because on the same token, and and we were picking on Sycamore earlier, and I'll keep uh, picking on them. But I mean, you know, like. For for me, for a long time, and, and still because I haven't been back, that's how I have viewed Sycamore. It is a place to be seen and to tell people that you went there, Right. at which point nobody's ever like, oh, yeah, I had that beer of theirs. It's really good. And it's someone that, you you know, like, I'm not going to say that they never make a good beer, but in the, in the circle. I remember one beer ever from them that was good, and that was in a black and blue. How long ago has it been since you or I have been doing oh, yeah. black and blue? Oh yeah, and and you know that's kind of my point. Like it's they're not there to make the best beer in town. They're there to get to do quantity. You know they they are the uh, Dodge Chrysler Jeep dealership in town. Yes, they're not there to have the best quality vehicles. They're there to sell the most at the cheapest price possible. Yeah, or the highest margin, whatever the case may be. I just pissed off a whole bunch of people. Yeah, it's all right. Who cares? Uh, we've, uh, I think that has been our career as the craft beer cast. Um, yeah, is just pissing people off. So, and I'm okay with it. So, speaking of Sycamore and these Instagram thirst trap breweries, yeah, uh, it's it's been a long time since I've been to Sycamore. I mean, five, six years maybe. Um, and I can't believe how shabby it is over there. To tell you the truth. Like, what do you mean? Like the opposite of an Instagram trap. Really? Like, yes. So is it kind of run through? I mean. Used I'm, up? Used up. Exactly. I mean. It's well, I mean, why bother? Rid, ridden hard and put away wet. Well, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Where Jeff's going, why bother when we're just going to be moving here in X amount of Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they probably haven't done anything since they, you know, upkeep wise to it in the last couple of years since they sold their building because uh, they're moving next door. Yeah. And I saw the renderings and whatnot from that space and there's your instagram trap right there mm-hmm. i mean oh, it of course. is it is soulless yep i mean it is like stark white and just like i cannot i just i don't i'll go like i'll go once because you know gotta get that tick right but other than that like that'll be my one and done yeah i mean you know there there's definitely something to be said for the breweries that have their shtick first and the beer second. Yes. You know, to each their own. You do you. I, you know, I just. Well, here's how I look at it. And we'll talk more about Triple C's tenure on the next episode. Okay. We look at some of the OGs. Yep. You look at Birdsong. Yep. You look at Triple C. Yep. You look at Noda. Yep. Well, I mean. Well, old Noda's Noda. OG anyway. Yeah. They all kind of had the same aesthetic, right? Sure. It was no. it was it was similar. I, I'm with Josh. Like I get it. It's it's all and now similar. It was all very similar. And then we went to this point where everybody kind of was like, Hey, let's do some different things. Like, Jeff, I know you've never been to Hot Fly or what was unknown. And nobody's invited me. 
That is completely like when you go into that brewery, it is weird. It just it does not. It feels like you're in an airport hangar in a different brewery. Well, it feels like you're in an airport hangar, basically. Like the way that it's laid out and everything else, you're like, right. I don't feel like I'm inside of a right. quote unquote brewery. Right. Right. Um, and now all of a sudden we're back to everybody looks the same, but they all look this modern chic the same instead of just a traditional, I'm a brewery. I'm a, a concrete slab with brick outside. Here's our bar stools. Yeah. Here's it, our tables. It didn't have to be pretty because you weren't coming here to be pretty or be seen. Right. I was coming just, here for you're beer. coming here for beer. Like we yes. make beer. And but now, you know, I like I understand that just making good beer isn't always enough. And so you've got to come up with creative ways to keep people coming in. Yeah. And and hopefully trying new things and getting hooked on new things. And you know, like there are some breweries that frustrate the crap out of me because I never I, I, I'll go and then I'll go back a second time and I'm like, well, that thing I really enjoyed last time you don't have. Yeah. So now what? That's tough. Yeah, it is. So I, I think in the early days of Charlotte beer, to your point, sure. A lot of places kind of started out with a similar kind of feel to them, but as time went on, you know, triple C became one thing. Birdsong, right, right. I don't want to, like, I don't want to make it sound like everything's also but, the but same. They individualized. Everything evolved naturally. This new phase that we're in, everything looks the same. And damn it, if they, which is to say, like, it doesn't look like anything. Right. And, and I think they're going to hold on to that nothingness as long as they can. Like, that's, that's their, like, kind of what they're after. I mean, I even hate to say it, but, some of the tap rooms that we've been to, I don't know what their Concord facility looks like, but same. Yeah. I, I, I'll be the first person to tell you, you are not going to Southern strain. If you are going into Southern strain, expecting it to not feel kind of soulless, you're, well, you're in for a bad time. The Charlotte location. Sure. Yeah. I, you're I, in for like, a bad time. But the Concord but, one but the Concord like, location. Like that well, that's a, why I said I've never oh, been to the Concord yeah. one. Concord location has that old mill yeah. smell to yeah. it. Yeah, but this Charlotte one, it just feels like I'm in an office complex. Well, because I'm graded with amazing beer, but yeah. I'm in a shitty office complex. But I, but I think some of that is the difference between a brewery that's getting started and is looking for a cheap and inexpensive place and making it work within their budget and within their space constraints to some of the newer spots who I feel like when you've got a bigger wallet to work with and you can cherry pick a better spot, then you can start making it look how you want it to look. And I feel like what's what we're going to see over time is it's going to be like if you pay any attention to the housing market, like you can look at a kitchen and say like, aha, I know when they, they redid their kitchen, that type of backsplash was really big in 2015. <laughs> you know, it's going to be stuff like that. I think there, I think that I, I see it as a season of how breweries are. I, I don't think we're going to get away from the Instagramist, you know, like, but I hope you're right. And I, I, and I hope that these kind of, in my opinion, what feels soulless, like places that I have been to, become less soulless and they actually start to get some character behind them. Right. Uh, it would be a lot better than what exists currently. But I, as soon as I saw this article, I was like, no, this is bullshit. And then, like I said, places started popping up in my head. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. yep. I mean, when Brewers at Yancey opened, that was the first thing I thought of when I walked in there. Like, oh, this yeah. isn't this isn't set up to be a brewery. This no. is set up to be a place to be seen yep. and to let other people know that you're there to help drive their business. I still can't so which, believe how big that fucking place is. But, but again, way. like, you know, it's huge when you can, when you can leverage somebody else's platform, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and use that to don't forget about the TikToks. Sure. Uh, I, <laughs> how could I forget about the TikToks? But it's free advertising. It is. It is absolutely. And and I mean, what have we what have we done for eight plus years on this show? We literally give away free advertising. Well, sure. So I mean, I I get it. But it's not all good advertising. No, it's not. But we literally give away Spe free advertising. Speaking of, uh huh. Well, speaking of huh. Instagram traps and breweries uh, and free advertising, good or bad. So this. This story kind of popped up when, like, I was on my way over here. 
locally oh, yes. in, in Charlotte. Um, Suffolk Punch Brewery might be opening up another location just down the street from Noda Brewing in the North End area. The, so, the, the new Noda. The new Noda, yeah. Right, okay. So, big yikes. I, you want to talk about a gorgeous place? Instagram, trap, gorgeous, but the beer is trash. I, I actually read that one. Um, it almost read as if they're, they're moving potentially, as opposed to opening a second location, because he was talking about how much money was getting thrown at them, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The, given they are a real estate company first and a brewery second uh, full stop. Okay. So, cause the, it, the, the, one of the quotes in there had something to do with being offered 10 times what they paid for the place. So to me, that reads as we're moving because we can, we can pull a sycamore. But there's get so they've already sold their event space, and the building to the left of their event space has also been sold too, and that's going to be a tower, oh. like twenty plus stories, sure. whatever. Because we need more apartments there with no parking. Got no, it. it's I think it's office. Oh, so okay. there there goes the neighborhood. It's it's right across the street from Triple C, and oh my god, it's just going to be a mess. So. Got to have a, a place for all these apartment people to work. Yeah, I suppose so. Which is weird, I think, in this day and age with so much work from home that they would be building office space. I don't know. Well, and, and it's because they want people back in the office, Jeff. No, I, I get that. I get that. America wants people back in the office. Well, who's America? Because all these real estate companies to spend <laughs> billions of dollars. There you go. There you go. That's real estate. Who really wants people real estate back. companies are the ones posting all these ghost stories about how everybody needs to get back in the office. I got yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. All right. All right, are we ready for break? Yeah. Absolutely. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy no buy, Jeff. How does that work? Uh, let's talk about the beer that we've been drinking, gents. Uh, we'll talk about whether we like it or we don't like it. Simple yes or no. Would we buy this beer with our own money? Um, so the first beer for tonight is uh, <laughs> uh, after one of the shows. I was on a hunt for this very specific mustard, uh, and, and I found this random spot in Matthews that had it, and they had some you know miscellaneous packaged beer, and so I'm just kind of like looking around at it, checking it out. And I, I saw, um, you know, it's, it's that time of year. And so I saw a fest beer from birds fly South and I'm like, well, we haven't had birds fly South in a while. I don't know that I've ever actually seen them with, you know, a Martin style, but, um, right. So anyway, so I, I grabbed a can. I'm like, what the, Hey, let's, let's try it out. This is their Flocktoberfest. Um, it is a very malty Martin that, um, I wish was a little crispier, even though this says it is a three and a half out of five on crispy and only a four on malty. To me, this is like malt city, kind of sweet, not crisp at all. I, I didn't care for it. I'm, I'm not going to buy it. Well, man, I like it. I'll buy it just barely. It's there's nothing wrong with it. I just think I've had better, but this passes muster. So bye. Josh, what do you think? This does not pass mustard, nor does it give me pretzels, nor bratwurst. Because it does, nothing passes mustard. Yeah. I said mustard. I know. Is that a mute point? Uh-huh. Uh, it was a mute point. <laughs> Sorry, Wells. <laughs> Thank you for not spitting beer all over me. <laughs> that was a mute point, Jeffrey. Fuck. That was close. It was close. Um, Just order an espresso and be done with it. Here is the thing with having any type of... Oktoberfest fest beer in this town. There is a lot of options locally that are a thousand times better than this. Is this horrible trash garbage? No, not at all. Greenville, South Carolina, this thing probably sells like hotcakes. Yep. Uh, just probably not the market to bring this one in. Um, I 
actually had two better examples of this beer at Triple C. So, yeah, no buy. Uh, Jeff, got to put the glasses on. That's yeah, all his damn writing. <laughs> all right, Jeff, um, next up, beer up. Up next from Triple C, Decade of Evolution. Josh will talk more about the 10-year anniversary beer, or 10-year anniversary party at Triple C, but this is our 10-year anniversary yes. beer. Um, it talks about, uh, you know, how in the last decade, IPAs have gone from being piney and bitter to tropical and floral. And so they tried to make something that was a little bit of all of that. Uh, I, I think this beer absolutely nails that. It is, it's got some bitterness to it. It is smooth and soft. It is floral and, and citrusy. I, I really like it. This is one of the few hazy style IPAs that I can really get behind. Um, I, I, I like this a lot. I'm a big buy. All right. Well, I'm going to buy it, but I have problems. Okay. Um, of course you do, because I like it. For a 10th anniversary beer, I wanted something a little bit more special. And I think this doesn't have enough pininess or bitterness. This is a haze boy with a touch of OG uh, mixed into it. It's it's not enough for me, but I'll still buy it because it's competent. Okay. Josh. Fair, fair. So uh, even though we're going to talk about the 10-year a little bit more in depth next episode, gentlemen, what do you think my first beer up at Triple C was? Flatbrim. No, because they don't have Flatbrim anymore. Oktoberfest. Oh. No. Well, as you know me, if I go into a brewery, what am I ordering before anything? A Pilsner. Motherfucker, I don't know. Just Yes, say you it. do. You always know I get an IPA first up. Always. Oh. Baby maker. Ass clown. You got out of an ass clown? No. So Planet Pulp was my first one up. Um, and then, you know, w- of course we get to talking and Self's like, you really should try this. And I'm like, okay. This, I think Jeff's right. This really kind of runs the gamut of being a hazy yet being a West Coast beer at the same time, which is kind of what they were going for. I think this is damn good. Uh, I'm really happy I walked out with a four pack. So, absolute buy. Jeff, next beer up. All right, next beer up. Um, so that that uh, revolution drop from a couple months ago, um, they had three that were coming out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this was one that I was able to get a hold of. Uh, was the one I was probably the least excited for. Uh, this is Lumberstruck. It is a, this is the black barley wine. Mm. Yeah. Um, aged in young French oak red wine casks from Saxon Vineyards in Paso Robles. Um, it's sweet. It's got, you know, maybe some wine kind of vibe to it. I'm struggling with this one. Uh, I'm not going to say it's my least favorite. It's There's something about this treatment, and maybe it's the black barley wine. Maybe it's because it's kind of roasty, but like really sweet, but like not in the traditional way that I would expect it. I don't hate it, but I'm not necessarily looking forward to the other cans of it. So I would not buy this one again. So four pack. I got a four pack. Okay. Yep. Okay. You know, Jeff, if you're looking to part ways with one of those, yeah. bring it to the next recording. I will sure. off. I will gladly take that off your hands yeah. because I really enjoy this. Um, is this a black barley wine? Hell no. Like, this is a, a deep brown, maybe, but I'm not seeing <laughs> black. No, 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 no. I mean, because I remember having, like, the Sierra Nevada or Founders Black Barley wine back in the day. That thing was, like, black as hell and roasty. And <coughs> this ain't that. So it, it's a buy because it's a revolution barrel-aged beer, and uh, the, the floor is pretty high. Um, don't get me wrong. I would gladly take this over that strawberry thing or it's not like the worst for me. Oh, that strawberry jacket. Jesus Christ. That's like the worst beer I drank the hell out of on the show. Anyway, uh, Josh, what do you think of this? So Jeff, you're not really looking towards the other three of these. Um, I, or is it two? I've got, I've got two left cause I opened one of them and no, you have one left. Fair enough. And and I was about to say, you're going to have zero left, and then you're going to give the other one to Wells, because I do not like this beer either. Oh, okay. It is sweet, a little too sweet, 
There's I can't put my nose on what it is. It's not horrible, but yeah, like uh, again, like, is, if I'm putting in another order for rev cans, I'm just I'm, I'm bypassing this one. Yeah, this is one of those where it's you know, and to be honest, I think sometimes this is where I have a hard time. Like, because you always hit us up and say, "Hey, doing this rev thing, you guys right. want in?" Right, right. Because you know, you know, like and some of this is it's you get stuff like this where you're just like, yeah. I don't know. This is this is the this is the outlier, you know. Thus far, anything that I've brought in, it's basically that one and Strawberry Jacket. I think right. are probably the two that we would probably say, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Everything and, else. And you're right. But then what happens when all of a sudden the next one turns? Like, like I, could you imagine them taking the high wire turn on us all of a sudden where we're like, uh, yeah, sure. Oh, God. Why did I spend my money on this? Well, but it's not like if you get burned bad enough over the course of one or two drops, I think then you learn your lesson and you right. move on. Yeah. I don't think this, this is not, again, this is an outlier for, is. for the two of us. It just doesn't click for us. Right. I know people that love this beer and that's great. It just, yeah, there's just, there's some sweet note just, in yes. it that I just cannot get through enough to want to say, yeah, I, I could even subject myself to a full can of this. No, I mean, like it'd crazy. be, you know, it'd be a good one to share with, with people and, yeah, and you know, whatever. Absolutely. it's, it's not as enjoyably soloable as some of the others are. Right. Uh, Jeff, last beer up. Last beer up from resident culture in perennial artisan ales. Grab this your glasses, Jeff. I know. Cause the yeah. letters on this are small. The letters on this are super small and it's in like, is that orange? Orange lettering on a light orange background. Like, could you guys be any less, uh, <laughs> any less helpful for the visually impaired? Right. Uh, but uh, anyway, this is a, uh, again all these years an imperial stout collaboration between resident culture and perennial artisan ales. Uh, it's a blend of imperial stouts aged for 15 months in Appleton rum barrels and 20 months in Willett family estate bourbon barrels. And then given the perennial Abraxas adjuncting treatment, ancho chilies, Ceylon cinnamon, cacao nibs, and vanilla. Um, it, and it 100% absolutely positively delivers on exactly what it says it is. Uh, it is a thick, like, you know, 20,000 miles on a single oil change level of viscous motor <laughs> oil. Um, it is thick. It is chewy. It has the the ancho and the Ceylon and the vanilla. I mean, like, this is everything that it says it is and then some. This is an excellent beer. Uh, I, for one, am kind of over the Mexican cake, Abraxas, like, chilies in my stout kind of vibe. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily buy it. Uh, but it is it is a fantastic beer, an absolutely fantastic beer. Um Oh, you think this is good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I and, and like I know that. Oh, yeah. So, I I love um, Abraxas. I think Perennial makes one heck of a great beer. Like for sure. Um, I know like it and uh, Westbrook's Mexican Cake are, are kind of the OGs. We've seen a lot of copycats, mm -hmm. but but year after year, I keep coming back to Abraxas. I'm like, yeah, that's still like one of the best. Like, that's the leader of the pack. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to give the Abraxas treatment to a blended, like a double-barreled stout. I see, yeah, absolutely. Jeez. Like, I, I want for nothing in this beer. Uh, like, no notes. It's it's perfect. I, I love this. I will not get tired of this. Bye. Josh. Why did I just mark you as a zero? Hold on. I have no idea. Why did you what? I think I was just trying to hit the arrow, and it's right next to the arrow. <laughs> I got you. Um, I'm not going to gush all over this one like Wells did. I'm not going to do a turn and give it great praise and still no buy it. I'm kind of the middle of the road on this one. Um, this isn't terrible. I'm actually really excited about the variant that we're going to have up next, just to see how different it, it could potentially be. This is a solid, well-made beer, but... Am I going to sing home about it? No. That's the crazy part. Sing like, home? What the fuck? I don't know. Sing home, Alabama? 
No. Sing Home, Mississippi? No. Denver? No. Okay. But anyway, the, no, jokes, no, 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 the joke died. The joke yeah. died. Move on. This just is, I don't know. It's good. But, yeah, the, the whole Mexican cake, Hunapu treatment of beers. Yeah. I, I get it. I understand it. I don't have a problem with it. Right. I can appreciate And again, like, this is undoubtedly a fantastic beer. Just, I just don't, like, that's just not, I don't care for it. Yeah, it's it's definitely not one of those. It's just in my wheelhouse, I guess. Yeah, like, but it is. I get the style. I yeah. appreciate it. Is what what to me? What's was very interesting and very amazing is that even with a very strongly adjuncted imperial stout, you can like the the, the actual base. Yeah, is there? Oh yeah, and it, it it like it is amazing. So I guess here's where I'm gonna say, I'll. Buy it to put it in my chili. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> I mean, it's not that this bottle is particularly expensive, but it's not cheap. Monster. Thank you. <coughs> Jeff, it's time for I tap that. You know, you work? can just buy ancho chilies and Ceylon cinnamon and like. Oh, I know. I know. I know. And a vanilla bean for your chili. It's time for I tap Ooh. that. How does that work? Just get some narwhal and uh, yeah. Uh, I tap that. Oh. Out of all of these four beers, which is the one that we like the most? Which would we like to have on the kegerator? Um, never thought I would tap uh, a hazy IPA, uh, but yeah, that uh, ten years uh, or decade of evolution. Yeah, decade from yeah. Uh, from Triple C. I, 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 besides the fact that that was the only one I I actually bought, um, I, I I really liked it. I would I would drink a lot of that. Nice. I say that now, and who knows? If I sat down with a whole can of this, I might change my mind. Because that's always my measure with especially hazy beers is, right. could I make it through a whole can? This one, I feel like, yes. I might need help on that kick. Okay. But, Fair enough. Well, I, I will gladly help. Well, oh, it's it's the resident culture all these years. I mean, come on. <laughs> of course, Of course it is for me. Josh. Of course, for me, it's got to be the decades, too. I mean, that's another one of those, too, where, you know, having it on tap, having it there, getting to experience it, it's a whole different ball game than package. We all know that. For real. Uh, it tastes completely different, in my opinion, and even better. And it's keg diversion. So, yeah, I would gladly take a whole keg of that. So, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Find links to our old episodes. Uh, we've got a Facebook if you want to follow us there. Facebook.com slash craftbeercast. I think we're on Instagram, allegedly. Um, we are. I posted something. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, maybe not. Uh, definitely not this next episode. Um, and I don't know for sure because we haven't figured out scheduling yet. The one, the ones after that, but uh, Beercation 2.0 is coming up. So if you are at all interested in my trips through the Pacific Northwest and brewery hopping, although it, it won't be nearly as prolific as it was last time because we old now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, go there. If you want to get a hold of us, contact at craftbeercast.com over email or slide into Josh's DMs at CBCast on the Twitterverse. Wells, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, all one word, at all the Wells. Josh, where are you? Besides being right here, you can find me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. We've been going for eight years, over eight years at this point. Never taking sponsorships, never taking ads. Probably won't. Maybe we will. Who knows? If we get enough money one day. Yeah, when that private equity money comes in, as Jeff said, we'll take it. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, throw stories up there, uh, articles, questions, anything you want. I know Wells is active in that subreddit when it gets a post, because it doesn't get a whole lot of posts, and I am too, so... Um, You'll have at least two of the co-hosts talking to you on there if hey. you want. Yeah. And uh, other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.